down the bitch gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Five on the Floor. I'm throwing y'all off. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan, we're going to recap Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat getting the victory over the Chicago Bulls 118-116 with me to do the recapping from Miami Heat Beat. I'll continue to say it forever and ever. It feels weird when I'm on this side of the, the table. Giancarlo Navas, y'all know him well. Um, great friend of the show, friend in real life. Uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Uh, what a game, man. We were texting back and forth heading into this thing, and uh, and Jimmy flipped the entire thing on its ear. How are you feeling after that crazy uh you know, knock down, drag out victory for the Heat. Relieved. Uh, relieved that we could come and be happy today. Relieved right. that they got one. You know, we feel like the Calvary is about to come back. The Highsmith comes back to the lineup today. You feel like they're at the cusp of getting healthy. Christmas days around the corner. Big matchup against the Sixers. Relief that they got one at home that you feel like they need to get. But, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy shut some dudes up today. That that he had a stretch in the game where he actually took over, hit the hit the buzzer beater. I believe I saw Rohan that Cardi of SI uh tweet that that was his first buzzer beater for the Heat, which is crazy considering how wow. clutch he's been. Yeah. Uh-huh. So relieved, happy. I, I was scared at some point. I felt a lot of emotions like me, me too. And that leads us right into the A aggressive play of the night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by InsuranceByLynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or InsuranceByLynette.com. That's InsuranceByLynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. So I had a hundred different ways this could have gone for the A aggressive play of the night, but y'all know where I'm landing. Jimmy Buckets, his former team. Basically, they forego the timeout G and and Jimmy takes them home. Uh, this was not a pretty game. This this game felt like death by a thousand paper cuts, which these damn heat games have felt like a lot lately. But Jimmy punctuated it with this crazy shot. You alluded to it earlier. It is absolutely the A aggressive play of the night. Are we going to start seeing? Do you? Okay, let me start here with you because we have I haven't had a chance to really talk to you about this. Do you feel Jimmy Butler has played well enough in the last three to four weeks, in your opinion? Like, is he playing um, Jimmy Butler level basketball in your eyes? No, and I don't think it's been close. And I think it's funny because if you look at Miami's lineup data, he is the great elixir because everybody has bad lineup data until you put 
them plus Jimmy Butler. Then all of a sudden, lineups are plus and happy and wonderful. And it's weird because the advanced metrics are not loving him the way that they've always loved him. The film doesn't love him the way it's always loved him. I feel like he's had some slippage defensively, whether that's him pacing himself or whether that is age showing in an age 34 season coming off a pretty bad ankle injury in the playoffs. However, that will manifest. I don't think he's been, he's been a good player. I don't think he's been all-star good, for example. Like, I don't really think he should be in the conversation. Bam, obviously the injury took him out. But yeah, I I don't think he's been in that conversation. At least in years past, we could be like, man, the game's played. Game's played is not an issue this season. It's his actual, like, on-court production. But listen, Leif, in April, I think we know where that man, how that man's going to play. It's a question of what is the ceiling of that play going to look like? Because if what he's doing right now is any indicator, I don't know if it's going to be as high as we've been accustomed to. And and that's scary, right? Because like I'm looking at these. This is how I follow Jimmy um, when the numbers are getting noisy, as Ethan calls them, noisy numbers. Check this out. I mean, like if you look back since November 24th at New York, He hasn't had more than two steals and blocks. I'm using counting stats, but like when he's doing that cornerback stuff where he's free safety in the defense, pick sixes, um, doing all that kind of stuff, like that's when you start to see it. Tonight he had two steals, so he's getting closer to that. I don't mean to rain on the Jimmy Butler parade. I'm happy that his arrow is trending up after tonight. Uh, I'm happy that also um, our eyes here at Five on the Floor have not been – basically lying to us because it has been a weird year for Jimmy because they've stayed afloat. And I thought he'd be the guy that would be missing time. And it ends up being Jimmy and Tyler. Uh, The gamer of the night is our next segment. It'd be easy to do Jimmy, but that's not what we're going to do. Let Ethan cue it up for you. And now on five on the floor, it's time for the gamer of the night sponsored by rock Esports center, the place to eat, drink and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them located at 15305 South Dixie highway in Palmetto Bay. They've got a 5,500 square foot state of the art center equipped with all the high end power play all day passes available for just 25 bucks. But if you mention five reasons, it's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. So y'all think we're going Jimmy, but we're not going to be that easy with this thing. Gee, the floor is yours, my friend. Who is the gamer of the night? I'm just throwing this at you. You you get to pick it and articulate why. I love it. By the way, shout out to your sponsor, Rock. I frequent there. I play competitive super smash brothers melee i have for for about 15 years and i they throw locals for smash ultimate and melee on friday and saturday respectively so huge shout out to them shout out to john all those guys because they're doing great stuff in the community especially for people like me who loves to compete so shout out to rock gotta give love to the sponsor Leif, let me tell you something man i'm a kyle lowry guy and i'm not gonna go kyle lowry (laughs) kevin love with a big 22 Seven, six of 10 from three, team high, plus 19, one turnover. Leif, the, it's not just the shooting. The pick and pop element, just the screening and popping has helped Jimmy so much. That's an element that they have not had since year one, really, with, uh, with Leonard and with Olenek. 
And Miami has not had that kind of shot diet in their in their repertoire, which I think has been a bit of a a bit of an issue. Now they have this kind of pick and pop. They do a lot of Spain out of that as well. Duncan Robinson will set the low screen and Just Kevin will set the high screen. They'll they'll do stuff out of horns where love pops and now they have a real shooter. He has been such a godsend, not just in the half court, because I think in the half court, he and Hakez have just injected a life into them that they so desperately need. But the hit-ahead passes, and again, that's an easy thing to say. It gets them into easy offense. What that does is that it lets Jimmy get those small guys deeper in the post. It lets Hakez get guys deeper in the thing. They got so much piston action with him, with Kevin Love moving the ball, and Hakez in piston was getting to the rim almost every time. I love what Kevin has given them. I cannot believe that they got this guy. I mean, for nothing, for nothing that he was not playing in Cleveland. And now there's conversations in Cleveland about, well, you know, are we going to keep Jared Allen, which is, you know, Miami's like Kevin Love has been a godsend. So I got to go. (laughs) K love, man. I I'm a big fan of his and whatever and everything that he's done for them this season. He has killed it. No Capri Sun uh, there no. anymore, for sure. In six games in December, this doesn't include tonight, in 20 minutes, 12, 6, and 3 from 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 Kevin Love, just to get super basic. You mentioned all the pick-and-pop elements. Him also playing with Duncan um, in, the, in those moments early, um, I thought helped the offense in general. Shout-out to Duncan. He hit his 900th. Uh, career three tonight. Fastest to ever do that past Buddy. In 305 healed. games. It was it really? It was three oh five games, dude. Yo, Retire how, the jersey. How Life fun work. is that? Yo, that is Life great. Work. I did not know that. See, that's the kind of facts and information you get here on Five on the Floor. That is so much fun. Um, but Jaime Hawkes, dude, and also Duncan Robinson, six assists. Like, uh, we could do a whole damn show about I- what Duncan has done, looking inward and coming back to this year as a better player. It's it's unbelievable and I, it's unprecedented um so i want to part Kevin. he credited to, to kind of tie everything together he credited yeah. Kevin for helping his mental i know and kevin coming last year you're so right like that it was a an emotional charge to the team and what's been an even bigger charge and you alluded to it in your last statement jaime Hawkes, dog like what are we doing here with this guy he sparked a run, and I I thought it was going to be the aggressive play tonight where he, he got a play on one of the very few fast breaks of the game. These two teams with their no transition plays in general, if you look at uh, the stats on cleaning the glass, it is horrid in oh. transition. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to go into the raw numbers. Tonight uh, Miami had a good game in transition, a 175 offensive rating. Chicago 100, which is awesome. But look at that frequency, though. That's where. Oh it gets yeah, no, weird. the 8.8. You're just, they're just, they're not, they're not moving at all, my man. Exactly. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
Wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And so, but there was one play where Jaime Jaquez did move and he had a huge dunk. It sparked a, what turned into like 13 to two run. The Bulls didn't score uh, in over five minutes. This was um, towards the end of the third quarter. And obviously Chicago changed the complexion of the game, but Jaime was closing late. I ask you, because we talked about the closing lineups, Ethan and I did recently, and we both landed, or I don't know that we both landed. It was more me that feels like ultimately the rookie's going to get squeezed in the playoffs. And like when we talk about closing lineups, you'd have to be doing Dwayne level rookie stuff to stay on the court late. Do you disagree with the idea that Jaime um, probably in year one, and this I'm going bigger picture with you for a reason. I don't think our audience gets to hear you every day. So that's why if people are wondering why the heck I'm pivoting, it's because one, we want to be a little loosey goosey, like, you know, a little in general, but also um, I want to get your perspective on the broader, broader scope here. So Hawkes, you think he closes come playoff time? Short, I think short. it's going to depend. <laughs> so my worry with him is defensively because I think offensively he does 
because Tyler occupies some of the same spots that Jimmy does on the floor. Jimmy wants to get to that kind of mid post area, either, either slashing or he wants to kind of get a switch and then bully a guy. Tyler is going to get there, but off of pick and roll kind of that little zigzag, you know, slither dribble to get to that kind of mid range, that, that little, that little 12 foot pull up jumper that, that he's so good at. So they occupy similar spots on the floor. I, I think Hawkins is really going to have to earn it over Tyler. And maybe 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 he doesn't. I mean, because it's it's going to be Jimmy and Bam, and then it's going to be kind of a mishmash of who's playing well. Tyler's probably going to get it because he shoots, but I think defensively, Hawkins and Tyler on the floor together at the end of games is going to be a little bit kind of, I don't know if Spo's going to do that kind of right. thing. Because we know that Spo is a defense-first kind of guy, and you can hide one of them. Not that Hawkins is a bad defender, but I do think – He's not there where you want him in high leverage playoff situations. Even at the end of games, I think sometimes you kind of see it's it's a foul that he probably shouldn't commit here and there. So I, I think he does get squeezed, but it might depend. I mean, I think we'll see in the first round, depending on where their seed lands. I think we'll learn a lot from some of those some of those early playoff games. No, I'm, I'm with you there. And, and I know that on de- December 16th to talk about playoffs is crazy. It's just when you see this guy ascending – and Spo trusting him late in games, I start to wonder if maybe my take was a little um, premature. And so, um, I, I the guy every single game he does something new that pops and makes me say, "Whoa, okay." Um, I didn't think he'd do that this consistently, or I didn't think he'd be this intuitive with it. And so, there, the, these are just things that I come back to this show to once again reinforce. Jaime Hawkes Jr. is the man. I'm rocking the, the Heat culture. Love it. Love it. Uh, Hawkes jersey. I don't cop jerseys really these days very often, except to like wear it to the beach and such. And the, the Jaime Hawkes Heat culture jersey is in effect here. Um, back to this game, though, a little bit. What the hell is it about the Chicago Bulls and Kobe White? Shout out to Kobe White. I think he'd be a really good fit in Miami for a number of reasons. What is it about the Chicago Bulls team that gave the Heat fits the last two games specifically? I mean, is it is it as easy as to just say point of attack defense? Like, can you point to something like that? What is it, the complacency? What what exactly are you seeing that makes this Chicago team a pain in the ass for two games straight for Miami? I think it's two things. I think one of it's point of attack, and they just I, – I think Caleb – is working his way back to being that kind of defender that I think we expect him. And again, I think we should give patience to a guy coming back from injury who is having more of a role on offense right now, because again, they're missing two starters hero. Who's a bucket. And obviously Bam was giving you 20 plus a night. So Caleb has to step up on the offensive end because he's one of their better kind of self creators, playmaker slashers, like their best finisher on the team. Very quietly. He's been very, very good as a finisher, but yeah, like, the point of attack is one issue. Vucevic is another. And Miami, they tried that Jimmy at the five because Kevin was getting a little killed defensively. And again, no bam. You got to play a lot of Kevin Love, Thomas Bryan, Orlando Robinson. That's really stretching your defense. They kind of stopped showing Love. You, you'll see that the Heat, when they when Love gets put in a pick and roll, he wasn't really dropping early in the season. They kind of mm-hmm. show him high, which means he kind of flashes up at the ball handler to kind of show to let the, the guy behind the screen recover. They haven't done that as much lately. Now they're just dropping him. They're trusting their guys to kind of fight over the screens and everything. But he's he's not surviving as much as you'd like, considering all the shooting and quickness Chicago has. And Vucevic, so they they go small. They go, okay, well, we're going to go Jimmy at the five. And Vucevic, 
is killing them. And Jimmy on the other end shot like three pull-ups against Vucevic and Spo pulled the plug. Cause if you're going to, if Vucevic is going to get you in rotation and they were, they were zipping the ball around. I mean, you saw early in that, that fourth quarter, like it was front swarm recover heat principle since the Indi- since the Spo against Indiana days, that has always been the Miami heat principle against big men and front swarm recover, rotate all that. It was not working against Chicago. Jimmy on the other end, it was just pull-up jumper and nothing was going. Spo pulled the plug, put Kevin in. So I think those two things. And then listen, DeMar DeRozan is a good basketball player. I, I don't know about his playoff um, sustainability, but for sure the guy gets to the line, he can hit shots. And like tonight, he, he's, I mean, what do you have? 18, 20 points in the fourth quarter. Like yeah. they had no answer. Jimmy wasn't guarding him, which I thought was interesting. Caleb was guarding him. And that's not a matchup I like for Caleb. I think DeMar can kind of bully Caleb a bit yep. and you kind of saw that back to the basket so, yeah or just like on the fakes you know he's just stronger than caleb caleb has to overplay the size yeah oh the dancing caleb <laughs> been on one of those fakes i was like come on man but i think it kind of comes down to those two things Leif. and i i just think without bam it's just hard those are the two things that bam fixes point of attack is of the switching and the big men which you know we know that bam you know locks that down yeah Reminder, everyone, when we're when we're getting frustrated in these games that I did describe as death by a thousand paper cuts early in the show, <laughs> remember that Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero are out, two of the top three guys on the team. So I think that that's an important note. Thank you for mentioning it, bringing it back to the, my consciousness because sometimes it's easy to get really frustrated at a team that ultimately most teams around the league, if you're t- saying two out of the three best guys are out, what are you really expecting? To that point, though, their best player this season has been Bam. So their best player is out because Jimmy has not been their best player in the regular season right right now. Hundred percent. So their and Tyler seven games. He was playing lights out as a scorer. So I I don't want to talk about his fit or whatever with all that conversation on Twitter. But I mean, he was playing lights out basketball, and I'm telling you, they they like his scoring in the half court right about now. Uh, especially in these kind of collapses in the fourth quarter. So are they're you, missing they're missing two huge pieces. Are you worried with them missing those pieces that it's too much reliance on Kyle, Kevin, and Jimmy this early for this long? Like, do you think it's sustainable? Well, how do you think that they address that? Do you think how, – how concerned do you perceive them? I know how concerned that they perceive it to me is that they're not concerned. <laughs> but, like, from your – from an from an observer's perspective, particularly one I respect, like, is this sustainable with these these vets doing this night after night, particularly Kyle? We had a conversation on, uh, on Miami Heat beat the other day. Actually, Tiffany Meeks, my co-host, she brought it up. She was – in the context of Kevin, she's like, I don't know. Ke- Kevin's doing a lot. We kind of need him – you know, to be fresh, you know, they, they want him to be kind of healthy and, and hitting his stride later, not now. And I don't disagree. I just think that, like, they're going to get their rest. Once they get the Calvary back, there's going to be some point in February that Kyle's going to get a couple nights off. Kevin's going to get a couple nights off. These guys are going to get this back. I don't think the minutes, I mean, the other night Kyle played a lot of minutes, but I think both these guys have played, like, pretty reasonable minutes in this time and they they're playing three centers Leif, I mean, they're yeah. trying to save Kevin They're They're playing Orlando and Thomas Bryant. You know, they're, they're playing Jimmy at the five. You know, if anybody can figure it out, it's Spo. The one that's more difficult is Kyle because they really don't have, particularly with Tyler out, 
They don't have the second ball handling guard that you trust. Drew Smith's, I think Drew Smith's injury is like sneaky, pretty devastating for their like regular season aspirations, which I don't think you would have thought. You're going to piss people off. No, but they don't listen. And I know, and I wasn't like a huge fan of like what he was doing, but it's any name that would have been there to your point. Josh is not a ball handler. Like I love Josh. Like, listen, I, I covered the team when Josh was around in the locker room. That was my first year covering them. I have an affinity to all those guys. So I love Josh, but he's not that ball handler. He's played very well. uh, And, and, and as a scorer and everything, but you know, Kyle is really right now the only guard who can handle. And he had back spasms the other night, had to go out there. Didn't have a good game uh, against Charlotte, you know, and, and it showed like that guy should not have played that night. He was not healthy, but he has to. So I think he's going to get some back, you know, somewhere in the season. Obviously, you know, he's, he's, a, he's 38 years old and, you know, he has spotty regular season production. I think he's been very good this season. I think he's been like, you know, he'll he'll never live up to the contract, which is unfortunate. But I think as fans and as like analysts, it's, it's, that's the, the, there's cap things and everything, but he's played very well for them, I think. And, and, and I, and do you think the availability is important because guys are hurt all over the place? And, and that's one thing I've always liked about him, even back in his Toronto days. I mean, he played through anything. He'll play through a busted hand. He'll, I've seen him play through injuries that he probably shouldn't have played for. And um, Listen. Uh, so hopefully that they get whole and, and some of these guys can get some rest on the back end of the season. It, it's not exactly the same. And so I don't want to paint it that way completely. But there are there's connective tissue to what Kyle did the year that they got the top seed with all of <laughs> with basically the whole team out. And him doing his thing, kind of quarterback in the deal. Not that he's necessarily doing it that loudly this time around, but he's that one consistent factor. He's, he's a connector. Like, yeah, every every single game. And so I, I do think that that is something that we probably didn't expect, and he should get uh, a shout out for it indeed. And um, since we're talking about availability, let's go to the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now the injury report. Injury report. Haywood Highsmith made his return. Uh, That was good news. Um, Who else came back tonight? Uh, He was the only one back. Tyler is is probably going to be back Monday, the next game. That's what we're looking like there. That's Minnesota. Um, that's who they play. Um, yeah. thank, thank you for catching me there. Um, I've lost track of the schedule. It's been a crazy, it week. all melds. Like, I don't think people, when you cover enough of these teams, everything, you don't even know. I can't even imagine for the guys traveling. I'm sure Anthony oh Chang gosh. one day wakes up and, and he's like, where, like, where, where am where I? Where am I? <laughs> where am I? Ethan could tell you, Ethan, Ethan's done it longer than anybody. This is true. And in the big three years, it was like a supercharged. I could only imagine because I was sitting on my couch and I was stressed out. Never mind being on the road with that damn team. Um, Other things about the injury report. I heard two days ago, Bam Adebayo was about a week to 10 days away. So um, that was good news to me. Uh, 
like basically when when we got the news that Tyler was getting close, it was like, and Bam's not far behind him. So hopefully that continues on its way. And How's then the Christmas team looking, what do you think for Christmas? I think I think he plays Christmas. That's, um, that's great news for them because Lord knows <laughs> Orlando Robinson against Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're gonna they're gonna need it and he's been killing it i thought i, I he they, he he had 20 or something like that in the first quarter in a game i think it was tonight actually against uh they won by a this is a true oh. fa- this is a true stat they won by six thousand points today against was it charlotte. against charlotte no they won by 50 oh my god 135 to 82 that's insane so yeah that's Aaron rosier was out like hot the, the entire hornets team was out um but still i mean jesus right no that's ugly the heater almost hold that's the really good news from the injury report that um haywood highsmith i don't think he looked great yet he's still trying to figure his game out to your point about giving him a compassionate concession to a guy like caleb martin we should do the same for haywood highsmith at least for these first uh couple weeks as he's getting ramped back up um, but the heater getting closer to being whole. I know that that doesn't feel great today and it didn't feel good yesterday and it might not feel good in the next game, but they're going to get close to being healthy. So that is good news for the Eric Rubenstein injury report. As we wrap here, final thoughts. Uh, one on the 118-116 victory, looking ahead to the rest of December and just any final parting thoughts. Uh, Gee, it was really dope to have you on the show. Um but definitely let, let let's chop it up with final thoughts. I have I have an important question. Let's go. Does Duncan Robinson get the game ball? Oh man, that's or tough. Jim, or, or is Jimmy gonna run in the locker room and go and take say, it? Give me me my damn ball. <laughs> take it. Well, it. It's 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 up to Jimmy. <laughs> Duncan ain't saying Duncan shit. Duncan out to buy it from him. Hey, yo, hey Jimmy. Jimmy he can do that. Um, Jimmy's but, not, Jimmy's had enough buzzer beaters, you know. J- Jimmy's Jimmy's won a few games. Let, let let Dunk have this one, man. That one had to feel good though. I mean, it was against his former team, and I could sense Jimmy was frustrated. There were some Patrick Williams moments where he yeah. was kind of looking like he was over the um the physicality, etc. Uh, and Jimmy Butler kept coming back for more. So that that was um. It, it, this was a big night. I'm happy that it happened the way that it did, that the Heat ended up getting the victory, 118-116. Um, where, where are you thinking this team lands? Uh, Seeding-wise, just mm-hmm. generally speaking, you don't have to put a number on it. You don't have to put a name on it. How are you feeling? How are you, How is G's vibes on the Miami Heat as we close the five on the floor post-game show tonight? So I said this on uh, on MHB the other night. The East is separating. You have Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly all within, you know, Boston at the top, and then Milwaukee and Philly tied a game and a half back each. You got Orlando at three games back from one. So Orlando a little separated from them. And then you have the Knicks, Miami, Indiana, and Cleveland, and Brooklyn all bunched up together. So five through nine. So Miami is is clearly in a in a, a different statistical standing right now. I think if you're Miami, you're like, we're better than the Knicks. We're better than the Pacers. We're better than Cleveland. And certainly, I think you can be better than Orlando, even though yeah. Orlando is very scary. I, that is a team I said in the offseason, if they get one Banyama, let's just cancel the league because that's over. Um, so if you're Miami, you're, you should aim. Your aspiration should be, we should be the fourth seed. You get a home playoff series. We know that the organization and, and everybody loves home ticket, the extra home game. 
for, for the <laughs> ticket prices. That that's 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 a big deal. It is. Um, and you get a home you get you get a home series, and then you get you know whatever you prepare for Boston or Milwaukee or whoever's going to be in that one seed. Hopefully, it's Philly. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We. I, but so I, I think they should end up around that four spot. If they don't, I think you know we're in for a long. I think that asking them or asking Jimmy in particular to keep pulling Houdini's out of his headband is just, it's not it's crazy. They can't, they can't do two years in a row. And he needs to listen. He needs to play a little better in the regular season. And I know that he will come February. He did last year. He kind of turned it up, but Leif, the finishing numbers are a little concerning. He's shooting 52% at the rim. That is almost a career worse for him. He shot 64 last year, 63 the year before 63 the year before and 62 the year before that. So his entire Miami tenure, he's been very good at the rim his entire career, really. This is, yes, the low, this is like one of the lowest marks other than his rookie year. I'm a little worried about his defense and about his rim. Mm-hmm. I hope tonight was helpful because you saw him kind of bully switches, which is what you want. Kyle and Duncan, active screeners for him, getting small guys on him, going into that mid-post area, getting to the free throw line, the pick and pop, as we talked about with Love. So you kind of saw some of his diet come into play, and his free throw rate is a little lower, but it's still pretty healthy. Yeah. But you you just want I just you want to feel more comfortable and you want to see all that stabilized to a point that you're like, okay, that guy is who I remember on the floor, and then the, statistically it it reflects that. Agree. I think that having Bam back on the floor, having Tyler back on the floor is going to help some of the numbers normalize, but also get Jimmy some rest, get him ramped up for the second half of the season. Um, I also agree. I think they got to shoot for the four seed. I think they can catch Orlando for the division. I, I think, I, yeah, I think Orlando is going to be a really tough out, and I think that they're going to be a good regular season team. Maze, they may w- win the division, but it's they're not like, you know, 10 games up and it's like this ridiculous, um, you know, like you'd have to run the gauntlet of some crazy luck to get there. I think that the Heat can do it and they've got all their matchups. Have they played Orlando? No, they haven't. So they have their four. They play for the first time this Wednesday. So that's that's the first time that they play. That's a that's a big one. I see. I see Orlando is kind of like this year, Sacramento East. It's a very yeah. young team. It's all coming together. Extremely talented. Great might comp. be a little too young, but I, I, I really like their team, by the way. I, I think that they, they're going to be, Franz. yeah, I, I mean, Apollo is great. I mean, they're just, they're just a very, that is like the platonic idea of modern basketball. It's, it's, it's they're a really fun team. Yeah. And also to close on, uh, on a heat note, they play and suffer from some of the same things the heat do offensively. And they hang their hat on many of the things that the heat organization likes to hang their hat on defensively we shall see if the heat can get back to that the magic are up there now but the heat got the victory tonight jimmy butler with the clutch buzzer beater i mean literally the walk-off buzzer beater which is appropriate for this show it is now jimmy butler's house thank you g for joining us thank you for joining five on the floor have a great night